Uh, but I, mean, I feel like this is a little bit strange that um, we don't know each other, but we're about to talk about some really um, interesting and deep conversations. <laughs> oh, but it's recording too, just so you know. Oh, okay. Perfect. Hello, everybody. On Hello. Reality. What's up? But so uh, I don't know if you remember what I posted. It was about morality and spirituality. I don't know where you want to start with that. If you want to like kind of tell everyone what your beliefs are on spirituality to begin with, and then we can go to morality. Um, definitely. I would just like to. I'm a little unprepared. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm down. No, I'm down to dive right into this. But uh, Tom, the other the guy you talked to, he's he's the my partner, the executive oh, okay. producer. I call him. Um, I thought this was just gonna be like a meet and greet and see if we should be on uh, each other's podcast. But oh. <laughs> I am down to dive into this, Let's brother. <laughs> I am down to dive into it. We're just throwing me right in. All right. Um. So where I stand on spirituality, mm-hmm. um, man, that's, that's really interesting because, you know, when, when I hear spirituality, I immediately jump to religion, right. which I feel is uh, inaccurate, right? It's, that's not really something that should be, but it's hard to deviate the differences. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, being spiritual is kind of opening yourself up to something greater like uh i'm not religious at all but yeah me either when it comes to spirituality i would say i i would be very spiritual but i don't have any deity um when it comes to my spirituality right Mm -hmm. i'm more open and welcome like nature or the universe like i remember I remember I was re- I read uh, the God Delusion by Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. and in it he said, "Sorry if my voice is a little shaky. I'm oh, outside. It's like 30 degrees right now." Um, but Richard Dawkins basically put into perspective how impossible existence is, and I had just finished the book and I was out walking. Uh, my boss's dog. I was dog sitting and walking the dog, and I just see this tree, man. And I am I almost fell apart looking at a tree with just how beautiful it was. Right. And it just hit me how just mathematically impossible it is that for us to exist. I mean, for our universe, for our galaxy to have all the elements necessary for everything to line up, for our planet to form where it needs to form, for our star, for I mean, everything, man. And it just like, it destroyed me and humbled me in mm-hmm. the most beautiful way possible. You know what I mean? I was like billions of years of evolution have led me to where right, I am to now. standing there. And now I'm standing here with a tree that also <laughs> went through billions of years of evolution, man. Exactly. So I don't know if I'm a little, little crazy or something, but I have those moments pretty often. And uh, I think that's what spirituality is, man. I think spirituality is a surrendering to something bigger than the self. I, mean, right. I don't think it's really defined by, anything specific it's just really what the individual uh decides to accept that is greater than themselves right i understand that i kind of have a similar belief system uh how i explain it similar to the universe explanation 
but I tried to say that if you look at, for instance, the tree that you were looking at, or even you yourself, you're, if you go down to the molecule or down to like yeah. the smallest part of it, it's all the same breakdown. It's all the same makeup. And then what is the difference is the things that are connecting the two molecules together, which I feel like would be labeled as the God. You know what I mean? But I don't, it's, it's funny to say the word God because I don't want to say, I don't want it to be um, limited in the way that people understand it, because I want when I say God, I want people to attach it to. Well, you used to be a Christian. You were raised in the Baptist house. You know what I mean? I don't oh, want Baptist, those, huh? Yeah, right. but because <laughs> I mean, I'm actually from Maryland, so it's like oh, a very okay. deep Southern root system. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, the it's totally different. So when I say that, I say it in the way because that's the way that I have come to understand it and be able to explain it to people the best way. Uh, but I definitely, for instance, how you were saying that it's impossible. I think that it is possible, like entirely possible. Like, however, I, I like what I think that people think that the impossible part of it would be, would be um, if you think about it, like how a snowflake forms, people are like, oh, every snowflake is different. Uh, right. It is different because literally every snowflake is being created at the moment it falls. So right. each time that a snowflake is created, it is constantly going to do something different. So I feel like this universe is just the way that it was done. You know what I mean? We come right. here to like, we are just so happen to be the ones talking about it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's no, no, it's entirely. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think what more would, what I was saying more the, like, just how, I mean, yeah, obviously impossible is a, yeah, I was just piggyback what you're saying. Yeah. I was just like, I just like to use different words so that people would be like, oh, impossible. Well, right, impossible right. isn't really impossible, like, because clearly we're standing here. Well, see, it's something that's always, I was a, I was a philosophy major when I was in college. So mm-hmm. I, I view myself as a student of philosophy. Right. And uh, I took existentialism. And the first day I walked in, the professor, uh, Dr. Kolak, actually, really good guy i don't know if your listeners are into philosophy but you should look into uh dr kolak at william patterson he's got a few books out but Mm -hmm. he the first thing he said was why is there something rather than nothing right and the law of duality just kind of makes your head explode a little bit because you know if there is something right it would it would have to be true that there's also nothing but there cannot be nothing after something so therefore nothing must come first, but something cannot come out of nothing. So how are we here? And it just sends you on like this, like, how, mm-hmm. how did this all happen? Like, how did all of these incalculable, incalculable mishaps and, and happy accidents and, and conscious effort and all of this line up to get me here, right? I mean, like, think about it. You go back four or 500 years ago, some crazy distant relative of yours just had to get with a different person and mm-hmm. he would never exist. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's where more where I'm coming from. So that's why I kind of use uh, how impossible as a word, because it right. seems impossible. It mm-hmm. should be impossible, but it's not. We're here. Hmm. I see what you mean by like saying that it is very, uh, I see what you mean by like, uh, like a statistical viewpoint where it's, yeah. you're saying like, 
only this one way. But that's exactly like, for instance, the snowflake. I don't know. If, well, I don't know where it's snowing in the plane, uh, the world right now. But the snowflakes that's Canada, been created, probably. Canada, that's been created <laughs> right now. It, it like I don't feel like it's an accident, but it's right. it is a random occurrence in the snowflake industry. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like so, I feel like even our our existence itself, it is this or would have been something else. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I see what you mean. Like because everything is literally it is a, if you look back if you look backwards it looks like a line but i feel like if you look forward it's more branched you know yes. what I mean? like because it's like potentials in this way and that way like uh but that is an interesting way to see it but it, uh, so when you to go into like the morality aspect of it do you think that um we have something that is inside of us like born in us that stands for morality or do you think that we create it like do you think like the god that we we were talking about in those in the quotes uh, right. is what created the morality or do you think that it left us alone and that we progressively made it so that's that's interesting that's a good question um some something that i would because again, you know, I'm a I'm a big philosophy nut, and a question mm -hmm. raised is, um, like, let's say, what's the first commandment in the Christian religion? Thou shalt not kill, right? Mm -hmm. So, the question is, um, thou shalt not kill. Is it wrong because God said so, or did God say that because it is wrong? Right. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when it comes to morality, I mean, I can go on and on about morality. I mean, as long as you're down, I'm, I can talk all day about morality. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, do you think we derive it from religion or do you think we uh, derive it something innate in us? Um, I would have to say it's, it's something innate. And there's, because we created religion. Right. Religion is just the terms in which we interact with the universe around us right and i'm sure a lot of religious people see it very differently but you know brass tacks that's what it is right. so the, the the morality that is expressed in religion is something that already exists in us and we just found a way to <clears throat> um enforce it or validate it mm -hmm. if or that give makes some uniformity sense. i know what you mean yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. all right, well, hey, murder's wrong, but let's make the big guy say it. Right. You know? That's what you mean. Now, yeah, because I yeah. mean, I'm, even with, because I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm atheist, but I don't acknowledge any deity. Um, right. Like I said, back to the spiritual thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, but that's something I run into a lot because I constantly, anytime I have a religious individual willing to have a conversation with me because I have questions because that's something that doesn't make sense to me. And I desperately want it to <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, make, I want to understand why you are accepting of this religion. Like, right. Why I that make sense questions. to you? And, uh, you know, they would say, well, then, you know, well, you're going to be a terrible person because you don't have, you know, Christian morals or Jewish morals, whatever it is. And that question is always like, yeah, well, is it wrong because he said it or did he say it because it's wrong? 
Right. Or did, was it inspired to whoever wrote it down that already knew so? Because that kind of, uh, uh, it was this documentary I was watching and it was talking about, I don't know if it was fallacies in the Bible or if it was just uh, misinterpretations. It probably was like a misinterpretations documentary. And they were talking about, for instance, in wartime when where it was appropriate to use, where it was appropriate to use a bathroom and what shovel to use for what and blah, 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 like things like that. Mm. So it's interesting that how you say, did he say it because it's wrong or is it wrong because he said it? But even in the way that the description of how to use the bathroom during war times, it really, it, it doesn't have to do with what God said. It really has to do with what the effects of bacteria is on the human body and like where feces needs to be uh, disposed of. So right. same same instance where it comes into effect where does this play a factor into what is actually like a fact of what's going on just simply or is it is it happening because God said so? Right. But that's yeah. And it was something else she said, I forgot. Um, we wanted me to ask you another question. But uh, when a religious person tries to, I don't know if you ever debate with them because I do, it is an interesting Oh, I try to admit it. They don't like it. They don't. They don't like it, but yeah. But they try not to get into it or they, I feel like they eventually get to a point where they're like, oh, you just don't get it or um, this is I just, just what I, I know. Exactly. Like, yeah, it don't mm. matter. <laughs> defend I, I, I feel it. Like, exactly. Defend it. Even if you believe it, even if I believe something, I will say to the end why I believe it. Even if Absolutely. at the end of the conversation, I'm still going to be like, fighting like well this and this i'm gonna give out every possible reason to believe so but i don't feel like mm, i don't want to say that they don't have it but i feel like they don't want to look critically at it and i think that's a problem when well, it comes I, to thinking i think what it really comes down to is that um they don't want to ruin the illusion mm-hmm. right like i think i think really what it comes down to is that because i mean you were you were raised baptist i was raised reformed mm-hmm. so i don't know when you started transitioning out of it i don't know when you started like i'm gonna start thinking for myself i'm gonna start asking questions this doesn't make any sense but when i started going through that you know i was like okay this is this is terrifying like this is scary like there there's no one up there you know my my grandma's not an angel looking down on me. You know what I mean? And it just, it starts, you start losing a lot of the illusion. You're, mm-hmm. you're losing your perception of reality and reforming it Right. when you walk away from religion. And you also give up community. You know, you give up this false sense of someone watching you and protecting you. Right. Or what, what you know holidays what I mean. mean. Yeah, well, holidays mean you get a job. You're like, God gave me this job, which I think is the most ridiculous thing in the world. That mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, practitioner prayer in this country. You know, God, please let me get an A on this test. Right, while exactly. People while there's children starving all over the world. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? I always he got you like that, that A was, though. Yeah, I think that was just <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, this is what you people pray for. You know what I mean? And uh, but it's scary, man. And I think that um you know, death is something a lot of people fear because it's something that we'll never know until we know it. And there's no communication back with the living after that. And I think that 
accepting that there just might be nothing after that is a little too scary for a lot of people. And they just pull, it's like a security blanket, man. And I think that in only, you know, they have to make themselves believe because if they don't, they can't. That makes yeah. Sense. It'll, yeah. It'll make, it'll totally change. They would then have to re-register everything about their lives. Yeah. Uh, I, I see my, well, I would say my, I would say leaving religion. I wouldn't, like you said, we still have some sort of belief in, um, something you know I mean some higher idea right. but i would say when i was leaving it probably was i always thought i was a very critical thinking kid and i always wanted to figure think figure things out instead of yeah. things just to be told to me so oh, i feel like a curse, it was, my friend it's you know, a curse. definitely <laughs> but i feel like it was one of the in fact i forgot what question i asked my father and it eventually as it boiled down it started to get to don't ask the question basically especially as a kid you really can't continue on asking the question after your parents say stop right you know what i mean so i feel like once that started to happen i started to go and look into the bible things what it said read a little bit just google controversies and then look at it and see what it said like specifically and i feel like that was my beginning but uh, i mean you, you just said something about um death and things like that what would you so do you think that when you die um okay let me back up a little bit still in the death um topic but do you think that currently we have a consciousness that survives death yeah like does it like continue on is it a spirit how do you want to describe it Right. Are there different, are there, are there different deaths? Is there physical death and, mm-hmm. and soul death? Right. Is there, um, see, I don't, I don't know, man. I like to believe there is, and I'm going to say that carefully. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I choose to believe that there's something more to consciousness than just a little blip. I just can't begin to fathom what it would be i mean there's so many theories that i've wrestled with right there's mm-hmm. there's the the uh, reincarnation theory there's uh the path to enlightenment right which is um if you draw on a piece of paper right you start and you kind of draw like like a tornado right mm-hmm. with lines and it shrinks and it shrinks and it shrinks and it shrinks all right those are every change of direction right on a on a flat piece of paper is a different life right? And you have to accumulate, you have to do X amount of good to reach nirvana or enlightenment, right? Which would be the very small end, the very end um, of the tornado, right? The tornado that'd be on the ground. And we start at the opening and every change of direction is death and reincarnation, death Mm -hmm. and reincarnation, death and reincarnation, because there's, you have to do X amount to hit the next step, right? So there's that one, which I really like, because I think I just, I I like how that applies. Like you need to do so much good to hit your next stage, but Mm -hmm. you can't do that in one lifetime. Like, you know, this is, you just have to do this until you can pass on into whatever is next. Um, I like that one. That one's comforting to me. Um, And then like my friend, it's it's actually, it's a really comforting theory too, because my friend, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm rambling here. Are you good? my friend in college her like cousin's baby died 
it was like three weeks old or like two months old, something like that. And she was mm-hmm. a really good friend of mine. And uh, so I saw she was distraught and I drew this thing on the piece of paper. And I was like, well, the way I think about it is we start here and we have to do this, whatever. And then like, this is where we can reach enlightenment. And I said like, so, you know, your baby cousin was at the end of their journey. And she, like, she was so like, she was just, it comforted her yeah. so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like she was thankful for me to, to say, say it, it that like way. that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it's a little positive spin, you know, yeah. like a baby just died, but it's like, yeah, but they only needed to do so much good. Right. They were here for they this could, reason. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. already gone. They made you guys, they made, they brought happiness to your life for two months and that's all they needed, mm. you know? Um, I really like that one, but there's also like the egg theory, right? That we're all one shared consciousness and right. Um, our universe right now is we die, go to hell. Did you ever read that dialogue with the, with the egg theory? Uh, probably not. Okay. This, this guy dies, goes to what he perceives as the afterlife, you know, mm-hmm. heaven, hell, whatever. And there's another guy there. And, uh, He's just talking. I don't want to botch this, but he's like, oh, you know, what happened? The guy's like, you died. He's like, oh, so is this heaven? He's like, "Ah, sure. And he's like, what about my wife? What about my son? And the guy's like, well, your marriage was failing and your wife is relieved. But if it makes you feel any better, she feels bad about it. And your son is wasn't old enough to grow any resentment towards you. So he always remember you fondly. And he's like, what the fuck? All right, that's cool. And uh then the, he's like, so, so what happens now? He's like, oh, you're going to go back. And he's like, oh, it's reincarnation. So the, the Hindus got it right. And he's like, kind of. And he's like, well, where's everybody else? He's like, there's no one else. It's just you and me. And he's like, yeah, but what about all the other dead people? He's like, it's just you and me. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is we are one consciousness fragmented into countless different experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And in order to, and then what we are is we're actually like a consciousness in, in a fetal state, right? So we have to go, we have to spend our time, all these fragmented pieces have to exist and experience right. all of the evils, all of the pain, while all of the goodness and all of the joy, you know, we have to experience everything. And then once that hits, our collective consciousness will awaken as one and will essentially be um, like the God mm-hmm. and to another baby universe. And I know that sounds nuts when I'm talking about it, but it's just a really cool theory with consciousness. Cause we know so little about it. All right. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I guess it's just taking aspects of that, of those religious teachings and applying it in, in new ways, I guess is what brings us these theories. Right. Mm-hmm. I do think, because uh, I've noticed that throughout the each of the descriptions that you had of death, it kind of went through, uh, I would say, like, around the world of religion, basically. <laughs> like, you went to, like, Hinduism, started, like, in uh, some Christian teachings and things like that. Right. But I do, I would say mine total belief will kind of be closest to the last one, the egg theory, Beside, nice. uh, un- okay. until you get to the um, moving on to create a different consciousness again the god of that one i would say semi a little bit like that but this is what mine would be i think that uh when people say that they're in hell or wherever it would be let's just say that there's a bad person who dies and they 
biblically would be going to hell. I don't think that in, uh, they would be going anywhere different than everyone else. I feel like they're going all to the same place, but because you your consciousness is what's going on, I feel like you are reliving what the most previous life has lived through. So you're living through the the heartache and things that you've brought to people when you've like, let's just say you was a murderer and mm -hmm. you constantly, you live through a, t like, I, mean, I wouldn't even, I don't even know, uh, I haven't determined or decided if I believe it would be eternity, but for a period of time, you go through what you've brought to other people and even what you've brought to yourself. So pain and suffering is put back on you in a way where you can only see it at its most clear because you, you've left your body. And I feel like that kind of goes back into when I started with the spirituality aspect of it, where down to the molecule, the only thing different is that energy that holds them all together. And I must, I would say that that is where I feel like death exists. You know what I mean? The spirit realm exists. If you want to, if you want to call it that, you know what I mean? I feel like uh, that location of energy and where it goes and the conscious intent behind it is where we go as um, conscious beings. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that or like have anybody ever broken it down like that for you? No, that's that's <laughs> really interesting. It's like it's yeah. So I understand the a lot, but you brought the judgment into it. You brought the judgment and punishment into it, which I like. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. No, that's really, that's really cool. How did you get there? Again, I would say it's definitely based on um, my prior understanding of, I would say, of religion, because I do feel like. Uh, no, yeah, definitely the the you know time I mean? and punishment aspect is very mm -hmm. just like the foundation of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like for instance, uh, I'm in Las Vegas right now. This is where uh, oh, I like wow. work and all that stuff. So uh, I would say like two months ago, there was a um, road rage accident on the highway and the person shot the woman in the head and she died and like crashed to the wall and never found out who the person was. They went on, she's, they uh, figured out, they found a bullet in her head and went on to the story, figured it out, put it in the news. But I feel like a person like that, there has to be some sort of guilt. You know what I mean? There has to be some sort of, even if they feel it now and even if they don't, uh, I feel like once you leave this um, physical um, tempted, you know what I mean? Like you are nothing but like pleasure and sensation in, in a body. And right. uh, I feel like once you leave it, you come to such clarity and all the things that you've done has it, it is like shown to you all over the place. And I kind of, I don't know if you watched um, X-Men, who doesn't, but do you remember, um, but do you, just so I don't go off into like a- <laughs> well, Like there's so many. Um, so. the, the 90s one. Do you remember oh, the one yeah, with of course. the Dark Come Phoenix on, saga? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, do you remember when the moment the um, Jean got crushed or whatever it was and the Phoenix left Jean's body, she started talking like, the moment I left her body, everything made sense to me. Everything that I was doing as the Phoenix or as Jean 
was wrong because I was so filled with like pleasure and sensation because Gina's a telepath and a telekinetic. So she could feel and touch anything. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's something similar to that. When you leave this physical form, you, you reach this like clarity, which you can even call Nirvana. Um, uh, but you reach this clarity point, this point of clarity where everything that you've done, it all makes sense now. You know what I mean? I don't know if you. <laughs> no, that's interesting. That's mm. that's real interesting because where where I sit, right, where I kind of uh, view the soul, mm. right, which is to me, it's more of more of an essence. Mm. Um, you know, of, of who you truly are. You know, your what what makes you you but the only reason or not not the only reason i'm trying to think i just think it's interesting that um your view is that our bodies take away from our souls which and and maybe take away is not proper but it's like we're we're we don't have we're lacking clarity right Mm -hmm. now because we're still in our physical form Mm -hmm. but to me, that would be almost like a jolt, right? Because everything I am is because of my physical experience. Every part of my soul is the way it is, is because of my physical experience. So if I were to be ripped out of the physical realm, I don't know if I would be met with immediate clarity, right? Hmm. Because everything comes from our physical understanding of the world. I mean, right. our soul is built off of when we appreciate color or when we make a bad choice when we choose to do something more pleasurable or something more moral like all of these things like the the physical realm plays such a huge part in establishing or in the foundation of our soul i can't like i don't know if i necessarily believe it's holding our souls back in that way i see what you mean yeah uh i would uh, i would definitely i wouldn't say it would be holding it back I would say hmm what's popping in my head is the description of that tornado on the paper you were describing right where there's like these stages of um like almost like a back and forth until you reach like a certain point where it all makes sense right and I see what you mean by where your understanding comes from the physical world and I I, I totally under like understand that think that too but I feel like when I don't even know. Like I feel it's, like yeah, when, it's so hard. To put in words, <laughs> it is it's so like, hard to put in words. Don't because like, I, I feel like understand. it's crazy because I feel like you as a like for instance, when let's just say you had a previous ideal and now it has changed. I feel like that is an effect on your soul like i don't know i don't want to even say soul because again that narrows the definition you know what i mean i I feel like like where that's going mm, but i feel like it 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 makes it so that you can own like i feel like your intentions (sighs) (laughs) no it's difficult man it is i'm gonna jump Mm. off of something you just said Mm -hmm. that comes back to you just interrupt me and say what you gotta say but um no, it's really interesting the way um, we were talking about like the soul and how things have changed. And I wonder right now, let's just say for, for sake of this new 
discussion we're about to have. Yeah. We just accept the existence of souls. Yeah. Right? Like, let's just set that parameter. So right. Okay. So I wonder in what ways, right, within these parameters, the makeup of a soul has changed through time, right? Because there's no way, like, there's no way mm. the soul of me you know, like a millennial who grew up watching like Viva La Bam and right. like <laughs> school, mm -hmm. same soul as like, you know, our grandfathers or great grandfathers, right? Nazis. Like you're just like I gotta go and fight evil right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know, I have the internet at my disposal, man. The the horrible dark corners we find ourselves on that thing is just terrifying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'm bored. Let's watch something, and you're just like, well, this got weird. Right. So, <laughs> right. so it's just like, I wonder how uh, societal progress and technological advances have, if they have, and what it looks like shaped the soul in new ways. What, where are you located? I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey. So yeah. you probably are aware of like the Amish area oh, in yeah. Pennsylvania. So I feel like what you said kind of brings me to a thought that they have. And I do feel like time and things like that do affect the, the let's just continue. Yeah. The essence of the soul. Could, yeah. We could just because yes, yeah, just continue with that. But um, when you look at like how an Amish person soul would progress, it would be a totally different, uh, like it'd be totally different viewpoints, different values, things like that. And I would definitely say it does, technology does play a factor because you're aware of so many other things. Because like, for instance, an Amish person doesn't really watch TV. So they, if they don't directly come through violence or anything like that, right. their mind doesn't even process it. Like they don't even realize that it exists. I mean, they probably understand that it exists. It's possible because they understand what pain feels like and things like that. But it is. it will totally change the formation of your soul i would say no absolutely and mm. and that, that that can be drawn back to <clears throat> the evolution of morality mm -hmm. in modern society right like we were talking about morality before i mean that's a perfect example the amish like mm -hmm. they work and they live that's it everything mm -hmm. else they're kind of shut off to right so their morality is a lot different than what mine would be you know exactly. I mean? I mean, to two certain points, obviously. Right. And I even say that you're immoral to say that it's just different. Just different. It's mm -hmm. just different. That's the thing, right? Morality is so subjective, right? I mean, to, mm. to a certain point. Like, there right. are, I would, I would say right now, like 98% of morality is all subjective, right? I mean, you, yeah. you can justify killing someone in a hypothetical oh yeah there's a way to justify that there's a way to justify mm -hmm. stealing, on paper right? mm -hmm. all of that <laughs> but you can't but like you can't justify rape ever right right so like there is this this it one is concrete morality in in the universe this one objective fact so that makes you wonder are there other objective facts mm. you know what i mean then i would say well then once you go into that it then goes into uh I would say taking away people's freedoms and things like that, because for instance, the, the, one of the justifications to murdering somebody would be self-defense. Right. I, I wouldn't say that a revenge killing would be justified, but I would definitely say like 
somebody attacking you, you have the full right to attack them back up to the point where you need to kill them. Right. But <laughs> but well, other I things mean, like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's one of, but stealing, you're hungry, you're literally life uh, is required for it. But once, you, I know what you mean, like, but um, once you start to take away people's freedoms and rights, that's when morality stops even becoming a, a discussion. It's just wrong at that point. Well, I, absolutely. And something else I'm hearing you say is the freedoms and rights, mm-hmm. which, is, which is interesting to me because where I sit, and this is going to sound wacky, and no, I'm not a communist or an authoritarian, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to me, I don't think humans just have rights. I don't think oh, there's yeah. any such thing as a human right. No. Because, again, I'm somebody who falls back on nature. Right. right. We're just here. The, yeah. You look at the, the hierarchies of nature. I mean, you, you watch a lion documentary and you're like, yeah, there's no right or wrong. There's mm-hmm. either kill or be killed. Exactly. And that's just, that's how it is. So I think it's really interesting when we, when people talk about, well, it's human rights. And th- what's funny to me is mm-hmm. that rights are established by the, the government of wherever you reside. That's where you get your rights from is the law of the land. Right. And that's it. There is no innate human right. Now, should there be is a different question. But I just mm. don't – you know what I mean? Yeah, I no, I totally mean – I do think they're governed by, like, the, the law. But let me, let me re-say – instead of saying human rights, I would say um, – let's say even – like, I don't want to say a huge sentence for this, but I would say that the humans – Okay, homeostasis would be uninjured, un, you know what I mean? Like not hurt, not damaged, emotionally stable, things like that. If you then tip someone's scale to any other direction, that is when you start to stop talking about morality and then you start to um, getting to... Uh, just right I feel like that's when you get into right and wrong for instance like okay. I know that somebody can be uh what's that what is it called uh, when they get kidnapped and they get brainwashed I forgot what the specific oh, Stockholm, is. Syndrome. Stockholm syndrome yeah. uh, when you get that of course like eventually they don't believe that their homeostasis has been tipped anywhere because it has changed to a point before where the emotional part of your homeostasis has changed to thinking that this is correct. So that is a little bit different, but I would definitely say that humans do not just have rights. Like we just are figures on the planet. Yeah, but we just, just don't, innate, yes, no innate rights that humans have. They're definitely laws, I would say. Yeah, definitely. No, okay, so I definitely see where you're coming mm-hmm. from now. Yeah. But I would, yeah, I would say like, no, I've always thought, I've like, I, <laughs> and this is not even to say like, um, <laughs> let me not even say it but i do think that humans do not necessarily just are things that are have rights and things are like required for them it doesn't right. work that way right and it doesn't but i think a lot of people think it does mm-hmm. you because know? they think that they've been created or for yeah. some purpose like and exactly. i think that's an issue back to religion mm-hmm. it's like this this profound entitlement mm-hmm. given to religious followers is it blows my mind joe Mm. it blows my mind i'm like you're telling me that 
somebody responsible for creating the universe took his time out to make you special and loves you and keeps right. up with you and make sure you get your job when you have an interview. Mm-hmm. Like the entitlement, the arrogance. It's and I, I do apologize. I don't mean it to come off as, as hostile or, or disrespectful. Yeah, like condescending, yeah. Yeah, there's no other way for me to, to verbally express it. Mm-hmm. Like you really think you are God's chosen child. Mm-hmm. Like how entitled that must be. You must, you know, the, the world is yours because it was given to you by God. Mm-hmm. Made for that's you insane. to be here this day. Like it doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, like that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's man. crazy. Like, how do you combat something like that? Like and I then, think that's. And I feel like that's ahead. also when, oh, wait, uh, but that's, I feel like when you, when that kind of talk, they then use somebody who has, um, some expertise and some existential thinking like, oh, well, they said it was impossible. Well, that's, you're also totally ruining the point that they're making by saying that it's impossible, saying that it was created for you. Right. Because that isn't impossible at that point. It is totally, like, it is only one option in that, <laughs> that scenario. Right. But even, even with the people, um, and then that, everybody thinks the world is flat because of religion, but there Dude. are people who think that specifically because of I religion. I know a flat earther person. So do I. And I'm very <laughs> upset about that. I'm like, it's how, fun to talk to them. <laughs> like, how? Like, There's no... Mm. But yeah, but, the, but it, is, it is based on their um, belief in religion in the Bible. No, absolutely, mm-hmm. man. And I right. think it's 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 very challenging for people like us mm-hmm. because I would say 2020 is such a whirlwind year. Oh yeah. The you know the the blinds have been pulled back right now. I mean, we're we're hitting like families are breaking up now, right? Like this is like what Trump did and everything. I'm not going to get political, but yeah. it, it comes down to human rights right and Mm -hmm. we could have issues because you know i don't really support any politician i'm not making that about this but when i sit here and i approach someone like hey he said some really racist stuff that's really bad right they're like no it was taken out of context i'm Mm -hmm. like no there's a video of him saying that right that's not what he said no that's exactly it's like it's right here (laughs) and but that comes from this religious brainwashing Mm -hmm. from when you're children accept what is told to you don't Mm -hmm. think for yourself we're gonna tell you what to think we're gonna tell you what to feel and you should die for it Mm -hmm. and that's what people do man i mean the the religious brainwashing and upbringing is such a cancer to society and again i sound so horrible when I I know. <laughs> like i you know what i mean i'm so sorry yeah, but it's, like it's, i do i do want to make i do want to say one point that if you are religious and it works for you and that's what brings you peace and that's what brings that's what allows you to interact with the universe around you mm-hmm. then i'm happy for you and i'm glad for you you know live your truth as long as it's in peace that's where i right. stand. but right. when the effects of religious upbringing start start this brain this this uh categorization of information in the, in the individual mm-hmm. you know it's it's just no that's right. why what right that's compute with this mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's that's so dangerous man mm-hmm. that's so dangerous we have so many people on this planet that refuse to to look at truth they refuse to seek out truth because it's gonna hurt their illusion it's gonna you know like I'm 
just with what's going on right now, mm-hmm. right? And all everything that's going on. <clears throat> I was raised with some like low key racist traditions that mm-hmm. I was unaware of, right? Dutch Christmas. Any of the listeners can look it up. It's a huge controversy going on in Holland right now, but that's something my family celebrated. It's basically Christmas, but with a sprinkle of racism. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this until I want to say it was like this year or, or last year. I'm looking back. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like my childhood Christmas was racist. That's not cool. You know what I mean? And but like, uh, that's hilarious. It's, it's so funny, but it's so fucked up too, because, like, yeah. you know, I had to, that was something I was looking forward to doing with my children, right? Like, Hey, this was, this is a part of who I am. This is mm-hmm. my culture. And I'm going to do this for you. I, I can't do that now. I can't. I, it's hard for me to look back on those memories in a fond light now. You know what I, I mean? see what you and mean. I, I'm really looking at the cool. pictures. Yeah, you're looking it up. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like super racist. <laughs> but um, and it's just it's like, but ultimately the truth is the truth, and it's the truth whether I accept it or not. Exactly. So do I continue to lie to myself and make myself feel good, or do I accept the truth and and strive for take that step forward? Mm-hmm. Which you know, or at least attempt to change some minds. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because you you have to let go of some parts of yourself in order to attain truth. And I just think a lot of people aren't ready to let go of parts of themselves like that. You know what I mean? Because right. I don't think they understand that there's bigger parts. There's more. There's there's greater mm-hmm. parts waiting for you once you walk away from that one. Right. Exactly. Like once you like uh, that's like that. To it is truly limiting your understanding of so much more. Like you feel like you're this gigantic being, and you're really so small compared to oh. everything in the world. Because so even I even asked these the same people, uh, just the flat earthers, just to go back to that really quick. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I asked them do you own a telescope or have you ever looked through a telescope? No, because the telescopes don't work the way you think they work. We're done. <laughs> the conversation isn't old. Like, <laughs> there's no more conversation to have after a person. No, telescopes can do it are wrong. They're wrong. Okay. <laughs> that isn't, like, you can make your own so that it isn't wrong. You know what I mean? So there, there's That's no amazing. way for you to say that. It was, I was just like, there's no, there's, there's no more reason to even talk about this. Like, <laughs> it's, that's not, that's, it blows my mind, Joe. Like, but, and it, but, it will, <laughs> like, but at the same time, if that was like, let's just say, uh, go out, get a, I would say, get the best house that we can find. And I would love to see you get the work around in your brain for that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. What would you say once you see that? Oh my God, Jupiter has moons and they're actually circling around once you check it every other week. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what would you say? What would your What would your mind come to? Like, I would love it. I would love to be there. <laughs> oh, they would just be like, "Oh, you believe NASA? Oh, you believe NASA? Oh, so this, yeah. oh, this is one of those that? telescopes. This is just one of oh, those telescopes. Yeah, this is one of those fake <laughs> telescopes. I was warning you about. I told this you, five hundred dollars. Like. Oh Why can't gosh. you trust them? Because they say the Earth isn't flat, and the mm-hmm. Earth is obviously flat. It, How's it obviously flat? Because it looks flat. Because it looks flat. Crazy. Oh, it's, it's nuts, amazing. dude. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and like, how do you? I don't know how to combat people like that. Like where where we are at in in our society now mm-hmm. is really it's it's a war of information. It is. That's, it that's definitely really is. What it is. You know what I mean? I mean, 98% of our news is just propaganda now and everything. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, all right, 
I'm trying to be a good person. I see that <laughs> we should stand with our other people, you know, mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters in humanity who are hurting, whatever it is, like always trying to do the moral thing. Right. And to me, that, that battleground is conversation, right? It's it like, that's is. where we got to do it. That's where people have to like, Hey, maybe I can make change, but it's, I just don't even understand how to combat people who just deny science mm-hmm. and and carry religion i'm like i don't understand mm-hmm. how to approach that i've been uh i've <laughs> i've been struggling with the same thing but what i do mm, i feel like it's, i'm going to try that this weekend actually i haven't actually went into those topics in a really long time just because i don't i'm not want to stir the waters or like even because oh, i really do him, like bro. the person i want you to stir him. i know stir the waters, <laughs> but i i really do like the person like he's like one of my favorite people to work with because he works at my job okay. um, but he's one of my favorite people to work with and i'm not i don't want our i know that he probably would be like oh you're not your beliefs won't make me think anything of you but i'm gonna think something of you like you know what i mean like my impression of you may change because you may say something that may offend me or like maybe something that will like underlyingly be wrong and it, you won't accept it because you know that it will change your mind but i don't know i don't have I don't know. i'll do it though <laughs> it, it's really hard man because it is. i i know completely where you're coming from i have a lot of close friends that are like super religious and i've gotten in like fights with them because mm-hmm. i'm like you know i get heated in the moment and they won't defend it i'm just like you're stupid like you know what i mean because uh, i just get i get so heated because they won't you know because they're my friends yeah you know exactly I mean? so i can i can just be like that with them oh yeah, yeah. Like, it yeah, is a totally not, different i wish i had yeah, a no. friend that was like that i think that would be a totally different situation yeah no, <laughs> like a close really friend yeah and they're like no you're stupid and i'm like no i'm not no, you know, stupid. Just, yeah exactly it just turns yeah. into a big thing i'm mm-hmm. not gonna walk around and call someone religious that i don't know just stupid that's just exactly. so inappropriate mm-hmm. but um no, it's really hard though, man, because, you know, I, I think that, you know, truth and, and the seeking of truth mm-hmm. should be the ultimate goal. Yeah, it should be the primary thing. It should be the primary thing. It should mm-hmm. be that for everyone, right? And now, mind you, some truths are greater than others, but truth nonetheless. Exactly. And I just, it's, it's a battle, man. And it's like, it's so hard because I, there are a lot of times where I walk away because I'm like, all right, this is clearly never going to happen mm-hmm. or this is professionally inappropriate, whatever it is. But <laughs> right. any times that I get to have those conversations where it's like, all right, good. I do it. And the oh, way yeah. I do it is I, I just ask them questions. I don't sit here and say you're wrong because of this. I say, well, yeah, I, I ask questions. That? I think that's the best way. Yeah. Because they can't answer them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If you're, if and I also you're, have no reason to just defend my side because I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. My side is, is truth you know what I mean? <laughs> to our understanding. I mm. want to say that truth to our understanding, but yeah, man, it's, it's, mm. it's a lot. It's, it's a real lot. But I think one of the issues with that is definitely people don't know uh, how to tell because how you said that there's a war in information, or and there's a war in my mind on logic because just oh, because absolutely. you're using logic doesn't mean you're using it correctly. <laughs> yes. 
So there's a huge, there's, those are some issues that people really have to figure out how to get around because just because you read an article on the internet doesn't mean somebody told you the truth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how to combat it, man. Mm-hmm. I don't. Let me see. Definitely here. something I want to though. That's what, honestly, dude. I mean, I lose sleep over this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how do I introduce reason to individuals? You know? I would say uh, what I was going to say too. the best way to do it would be this sort of setup. Like I re- I would love to even like I would love to get a racist person on here. I would love to get a flat earther on here. I would love to get like a super religious person. I want all those people because I want the talk. I want us to talk about it because only through us talking about it will both of us understand something. No, it's really cool, man. That's you know I mean? really cool. I think I might steal that from my <laughs> do it. That sounds that sounds really cool, man. Mm. No, definitely, dude. I mean, we. I think that's what it really comes down to, though, too. Is and it's definitely something I need to work on, right? Because I definitely walk into some of these conversations, right, about religion. And I'm like, I'm right, and I think that that's a, it's a poor way to walk into a conversation mm-hmm. because it brings this bias, right? So you kind of already wrote off, right? Whatever, whatever they're and they're also the other people are also walking into yeah. it with a worse bias mm-hmm. than you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm human. I can admit my faults and it's mm-hmm. definitely something I'm, I'm striving to work on. But I don't know, man. I sometimes I just get hit with some triggers where it's just like <laughs> my mind snaps because I'm like, no, mm-hmm. this is an A to B thing. And you're doing A to <laughs> right. G, H, J, mm-hmm. Q, Same. 7, B. And I'm like, <laughs> right. how did you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but. I don't know, man. I think I think spirituality, though, is the next step. I think spirituality is going to put religion out of business. Oh, yeah. Once people really know what it is, and it isn't, it isn't like tarot card readings and rocks and, you know, No, candles. no, no, yeah. <laughs> that spirit, I mean, spirituality is just like, like what we said before, mm-hmm. right? It's just a surrendering to something higher than yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even necessarily have to be religion. But I know a lot of people are doing it within the religious realms. Like, mm-hmm. they're like a lot of Christians now are like, I'm not religious, but I have faith. And I'm like, all right, that's right. That's I feel cool. like it's that's even step. worse. <laughs> well, that's, no, yeah, yeah they, they're so. taking it back. No, but I wouldn't say worse that you're still holding on to the, what doesn't make it true. You know well, what I mean? They're holding on to it for a safety blanket. Safety, you know exactly. I mean? they're, they're pushing, they're pushing it away. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many, Oh God, how many girls are on Instagram posting, what girls post on Instagram and then they have like Psalm 23 in their body. Oh. Like, you know, <laughs> right. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, did you read the book? It's my or did you just read that part? Like, you know what I mean? But that's what it is. I mean, I, I think spirituality is actually, you know, it, it's kind of being perverted in the, in the realm of, of people trying to escape religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're trying to break all the rules but we're right. still holding God close enough mm-hmm. for comfort. Right. And I think, you know, well, for mean, people I, to make you think that they have some like belief system. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, no, I, I'm Christian and God loves me. I'm like, right. Like, <laughs> you don't see my tattoos. Like, what are you, doing? you do, you do tons of drugs, you, you know, <laughs> premarital sex out the ass, mm-hmm. you know, you're selling yourself. Like what's going mm-hmm. on here? Like, what are we really talking about? Do you exactly. listen to any of the rules put out for you? But <laughs> I mean, but, from where I'm standing, I'm like, cool, that's a step in the right direction because now they're just, they're walking away from the dumb rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, so maybe they can keep Christianity, but they can get rid of homophobia. You know, maybe that's where spirituality will put religion out. 
right it's like people can still have that safety blanket they can still have that relationship with whoever but they're not they don't have to go to some stuffy church once a week and go protest abortion clinics exactly like so but it's definitely weird because i feel that the people using spirituality to exit religion are almost doing it in a perverse way you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah it doesn't help anything yeah it doesn't help Mm -hmm. me because i don't think they're really finding anything they're not they're not having this spiritual awakening they're not having this surrender they're right. just like i don't want to listen to these rules but i want to keep the gold at the end of yeah the i want to i want the title yeah exactly yeah, I, I want mm-hmm. you know well when i die i can say i accepted jesus you know, it's <laughs> exactly like, a, like, it's like well you said wager. exactly all you know i had to I mean? do was say i accepted it yeah that's all i had mm-hmm. and i had to ask for forgiveness you know what i mean so i feel like spirituality is is used inappropriately in, mm-hmm. in a lot of those ways and more for people like us who walked away completely from religion and then kind of were well we're talking about religion. we're blessed right to use that mm-hmm. word <laughs> this spiritual awakening with this right this is bigger than yeah me. with this you understanding I, mean? I definitely i definitely do think that once I started to say that it may not be Christianity, there's like the, the thing I felt like my understanding and my feeling of truth made more sense. I was yes. like, Hmm. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? It all like lined up for me better than things that were said in the Bible or things that were preached at church. There's also too, a lot of the times when, especially when a kid goes to church, they aren't paying attention. They listen no, to, dude, they're I waiting for the songs. Literally. Yeah. Like once they stop singing, me and my sister wrapped ourselves up in our coats and we're <laughs> out. <laughs> but it's, it's totally different. And I also think that uh, nowadays, uh, I don't think that it's a, it's like a, um, a aim to have kids in churches and things. Not saying that it's a, it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't think that people should think that by getting them in church, they're going to fix problems that society has already had. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And that's but, not going mean, to change anything. That falls on people who, you know, their religion in, embodies their who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My identity is Christian. Right. right? It's for those people. And it's like my son will mm-hmm. or daughter will be that. And it's like, all right, but who are you without that? Mm-hmm. exactly I mean, I think you that's have to make that a lot up. of people yeah they never they never look at themselves like mm-hmm. that you know and i feel like it's mm. even something even if you end up back in religion i feel like stripping yourself and doubting yourself and just going out to explore right. is something you have it's, to it's like a pilgrimage man it's like it's like what descartes did mm-hmm. right when he, when he coined the the famous term i think therefore i am right you know he he was a scholar and he shipped out to a cabin isolated in the woods. And he's like, I have to like delete all knowledge and rebuild. I mean, at one point he even doubted the existence of his own hands. He was like, <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if these are real. Mm-hmm. Like all I know is that I'm a conscious mm-hmm. being. Right. And then he built himself back up. But it started with I mean, doubt. And they also too yeah. doubting, doubting things. Isn't a negative. Like I feel no. like doubt is such a powerful thing. <laughs> You should. It's critical thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, doubt doubt should be something that's embodied in people, not not mm-hmm. blind follow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But who wants a bunch of critically thinking? Exactly. <laughs> they don't want that. Nah, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be like a little delete part. <laughs> 
Oh, but okay. is there any other topics you want to talk about? I do want to have you back on though, like for sure. Yeah, dude, this was actually this was really cool. I'm uh, <laughs> a little upset I came on a little blind. Oh no, that's oh, how I, I, I wanted it. <laughs> oh, oh, I also didn't even know it was going to be somebody to else. Plan busted. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. We told him this is going to be a meet and greet. Fuck this kid. <laughs> Don't even delete this. This is a hilarious. Mm-hmm. Don't even delete this. Um, <laughs> no, your podcast. Do what you got to do. Um, but uh. Yeah, dude, that was that was actually really, really cool. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. I know. <laughs> it was more. Yeah, but... that, was, that, was, that was really awesome, man. Um, if I, I could, I'd like to give a shout out to my podcast mm-hmm. uh, on here. Is, is, are we still in the deleted? Part? Oh, yeah, no. You go, yeah. I was probably going to keep right. it. All right, cool. Yeah, keep it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, to everybody listening, um, my, my name is uh, Mitch's Honor. I have a podcast, The Situation. Uh, it's really just me and my best friend. We have a bunch of guests on. It's just two guys trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, so it was a pleasure being here, Joe. Of course. Uh, All right, Mitch. This is Joseph, and you are at the situation. Is there like a Instagram page? Um. Uh, you know what? I have to talk to my executive producer. Uh, it'll be here. It'll <laughs> post it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it'll post it somewhere. Uh, you can follow. I don't know if we have an Instagram page yet, but uh, Thom Rats on Instagram. He does a lot of the promotions. Me too. Mitch Zoner mm-hmm. on Instagram. I do promotions for it. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're, we're on all of that. So just give us a look. Easy to find. Um, appreciate you for having me joe it's a pleasure man definitely because uh, we'll have it again yeah definitely yeah let's let's stay in touch i'd like to have you on mine i just gotta figure uh, out how to do we'll this be, Zoom recording thing but <laughs> no nah, man that was that was awesome dude thank you very much for having me all right this is virtue reality i hope you enjoy our conversation on morality and spirituality and i will see you on the next episode out <laughs> <laughs>